this is Kevin Brooker, and we are cruising through retirement. You know, planning for retirement is kind of like the old plate spinner on the Ed Sullivan Show. Today, we're going to discuss ways that you can keep those proverbial plates spinning all the way to and through retirement. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin Brooker is here. Kevin is a fiduciary. He's been doing this for about 30 years, uh, an investment advisor representative. Uh, he's a fiduciary independent. Silverleaf Financial is where you find him. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? It is going very well. Glad to be here. Well, so I, I, I got to... I got... I gotta say, when you talk about Ed Sullivan and the plate spinner, I'm thinking, you know, if you're under 50, you have no clue who that is or what that is. <laughs> you know what? As, as yes, as those words were coming out, I was thinking the same thing, and I'm saying, you know, <laughs> but the, I, the only, I, I I remember it from visiting my 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 you know older relatives. That's what that's why I remember it. <laughs> well, I I remember it. You know, I mean, good God, I I'll even admit that I saw the Beatles when they first came on the Ed Sullivan Show. That's oh, how fantastic. old I am. <laughs> I was a wee lad. I was little, but but I remember. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? At least at, at least you remember it, right? Yeah, least, exactly. You know, you're but still the, doing all right. <laughs> well, the, but the thing is, but the, with the plate spinners, and again, that's an analogy I think that everybody understands. I mean, you can call it juggling. You could call it, you know, just keeping balls in the air, you know, whatever you want to say. But really, that's what retirement planning is. There's a lot of moving parts, and you got to keep things in check. You really do. You really do. And and there are just, you know what it's really like, I guess, all throughout your life from the time, you know, I guess you get, you're, you're in college or you, have, you start to get married or have a family. You've got a lot of things to handle, right? Right. You've got diff- different responsibilities, different roles that you play and different responsibilities within, within each role. But the, the one we're talking about today is specifically on retirement planning. Uh, and there are a lot of things that we do have to address, but the beauty of it, the way that I like to think about it is that if you take the time to do it early on, and you set up the plan and you and you you know address the basic issues the basic questions then then when you get into your retirement it's kind of going to be on autopilot you know that's what i go for i don't want my clients worrying about or thinking about or having these questions you know when they're re- when they're retired i want them enjoying themselves going on vacation hitting the golf course wh- whatever it is they want to do you know so i like to have it all in place it, that certainly does not mean that we're not going to make adjustments throughout retirement. We definitely will. Yeah. And we'll have meetings and things like that. But the idea to me is to get to, is to get all these plates, you know, get them all spinning, get your juggling, you know, together yeah. and let's take care of it. You know, let's take care of it when you're younger in your fifties or sixties. So that later on in life, uh, you, you don't have to think about that. You can just relax and enjoy yourself. Well, that's, I like the sound of that certainly. And, and I think people sometimes stumble on what they think is going to happen versus what the reality of, of what happens. And, uh, you know, I know I've got friends, well, I don't have to worry about retirement. I'm just going to die early anyway, because my parents right. did. So there you go. Right. But I mean, that we don't know that. No, well, I don't, I, I haven't met anybody yet that doesn't, that knows that. And I'll tell you what, you're taking a heck of a chance. Um, I, I would go so far as to say that's a little bit reckless sure. because, you, you know, I mean, uh, I, I guess if you know what, if you're a single person and you want to roll the dice on something like that, then it's, and you're the you don't support anybody else, then I guess it's your it's your life. You can take whatever chances you want with it. Um, but you know what? If you've got a spouse, 
or kids or grandkids or anybody else you want to take care of, you know, then, then I think we can do a lot better than that. Um, you know, because the chances, what if you, out, what if you outlive your money? And, and personally, that's the one that scares the heck out of me. You know, the, the last thing that I want is, is to run out of money in my, you know, in my eighties and, you know, for various reasons. Right. Um, you, you know, so I think it's, I think it's very important guys don't underestimate your life, you know, your longevity, don't underestimate how long you're going to live. Um, I, I know I've, I, my father never expected to live as long as he did. He thought he'd be dead by his early eighties. He made it to 93. Uh, he never thought he was going to live longer than his wife and he outlived her by 12 years. And, and I know a lot of guys, actually, a lot of my clients, male clients, I, I do, I've got a lot of female clients that have lost their husbands, but I've also got a lot of male clients that, you know, the wives passed away first, even though they were younger. And, and so guys don't, don't, uh, don't think that it's, you know, there's nothing written in stone here. Right. Well, except, well, no, my parents did the same thing. My father was a little bit older than my mother. My mom had a pension from the state. My dad said, yo, you take the whole thing. Let's take all the money now. And she was dead 18 months later. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, no, it, that's, I mean, you're telling me that's, that's not, that's not unusual. No, it's not. It, it, it's not unusual. And, and, uh, you know, I actually ask myself the same, I ask myself that question all the time. And I, and I'm always reminding myself that none of us know, right. N none of us know what, you know, what's our expiration date, I'll call it. And, and so what I like to do is, you know, plan on living, you know, I, in my view, you should plan on living to at least a hundred. And, and when I budget and when we plan, sometimes I like taking it past 100, depending on, depending on the, pe the individuals, you know, what you think, um, you know, but I like to go at least a decade past what somebody says, you know, so if somebody tells me they're going to live to 90, then I'm going to say, let's plan for 100, um, you know, but it's, these, these are our best estimates. And, and what I like to do is to go through and make sure that we're not underestimating how long you're going to live, because the, the reality is if you have plenty of money and you do pass away too soon, then you certainly don't have to worry about it anymore, right? <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> Problem solved. You're good, you know? So, but, but it's the flip side. What we don't want to do is have you turn 87 and say, damn, I thought I'd be gone a decade ago and now I'm broke. Right. I mean, well, what that's are you going to do? That, what, a, what a horrible feeling is to, you know, look on the horizon and realize you're going to run out of money at a certain point. I mean, woof. And, and I think it'd be, you know what, I think it'd be, a, it, it'd be terrible. And so, so, you know what, if you're in any position that we can, we can, we can put you on track, help you get, get on track or get where you want to be, then by all means, that's what we want to do. Right. Sure. And, and, and so, you know, one thing that I want to mention also is the other thing that the other thing I really don't like to see is anybody with debt in retirement. Okay. Sure. I, I know, I know this can be controversial because some, some stock market guys are going to say, why can't you carry a loan at three or 4% when I can make you X amount higher than that in the stock market. All right. And I, I guess if you're for your risk money, you know, when you've got all the other bases covered, we've got all the other things taken care of. Um, I, I suppose you can make that argument depending on somebody's balance sheet. You know, in other words, if you if you've got a million and a half dollars in the stock market and your mortgage is three hundred grand, then you can make the argument, yeah, you can pay it off anytime and you still should be fine. Um, you, you know, but I personally don't like seeing any debt because to me, all you're doing is getting whoever you're paying, they're the ones that are getting rich. All right. And that, that I, I hate to see debt. I don't like to see a mortgage. I personally think a mortgage should be paid off by your 50s, early 50s. Um, and I think it should be debt free by your early 50s, uh, if not sooner. Because guys, that, that is the money that you could be saving and putting away. And the sooner that you can be saving more and putting it away, the sooner you can retire and the sooner you're financially independent. Meaning you don't need a dime from anybody for anything, right? Yeah. That's, that's to me, financially independent. And if you're paying, if you're paying back debt, that means you're paying interest to somebody. 
And, and personally, I, I look at, you know, I'm, I, I should, I, I uh, do still have a little bit of money on my mortgage. And every time I look at the amount of interest I pay with each payment, it drives me crazy. Sure. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> and guys, I, what, what, anybody out there with a mortgage, if you have not looked at your, I know this is going to sound boring, your amortization schedule, okay? You need to look at it because most people don't have a clue that your first year, two years, actually like your first five years of your mortgage, probably 80% or 90% of your payment is all interest. Right. It's all interest. And again, it's right, right there in black and white. And uh, I mean, even on a monthly basis, you look at, you know, okay, here's what you paid in your principal and here's what you paid in interest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I look at it and I say, man, that's a car payment. And I say, you know what? That could be a really nice car payment, you know, depending, yeah. on, depending on what, what number you're at. But that interest amount, I say, you know what? You know what I thought was really interesting on that same note? I, I said, you know, what if we flip this around? What if a guy says, you know what? I'm not going to buy that expensive car. I've got, I know I got, you know, you're, let's say somebody's young in their 20s. Rather than going out and buying, an, uh, buying a new car when you get that great job, how about if you just buy the best beater you can find? And in other words, get a good, reliable car, but don't spend much money on it. And, and if you were going to spend 600 bucks a month on a payment and you can get one for 300 or 200, you can take the difference and invest it. And, and you know, if you just invest that, if you keep doing it over 30 and 40 years, you'd probably have over an extra, an extra million dollars saved if you just got a 7 or 8% return on your money. Absolutely. The, num the numbers over time are incredible. And, and so many people make the mistake when they're younger and, and, and committing to these big debts, you know, by taking on a big mortgage uh, and, and a you know, beautiful new car and, and all these other things. Um, so, but, but before I digress too much further here, yeah. um, you, you know, we were talking earlier about thinking that you're going to, you know, thinking you're not going to live very long. And, uh, you know, and one thing that people I think make a mistake on is claiming their social security too soon because part of them feels like they're not going to live long enough. And then they also turn on some of these, uh, extreme broadcasts where they're talking about how the world's going to collapse and we've got so much debt and there's not going to be any social security around and you better claim it now. All right. Oh and, yeah. And right. I, I mean, I'm seeing the stories too. They're talking about means testing and how that's going to interfere and, and all of that. But I think if you're, if you're within what, 10 years of social security, you're not going to get affected at all by any of that. I, I don't personally, I don't personally see any way you'll get affected if you're, if you're within that, you know, we call it a red zone in, in yeah. uh, retirement terms, right? If you're within 10 years of, of that point, I personally don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they've got the political ability to do that. I think, I think they, you know, and I think that's the reason why they don't have the courage to address this, um, you know, is, is because it, it, you know, it's a lightning rod. And uh, uh, so I think that uh, unless something is done, I think there's good chance benefits will be cut for future retirees, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because there is about a 25% shortfall right now. One thing that I do like to tell, recommend to folks is, is that if you're able to wait when you claim your social security, rather than claiming it at 62 when you're first able to, you know, why not at least wait to the full retirement age? Because by doing that, you'll get an extra roughly a 25% increase if you wait until your full retirement age, which is usually 66 or to 67. Yep. All right. So you wait that extra four years, guys, you're going to get an extra 25% or so, if not 30% increase in that check, which is yours for life. It'll never stop, right? Yeah. It's like an annuity. In fact, it's funded by an annuity, essentially. It's going to pay you for life, okay, forever. So if you live to 105, or like we were talking about before, and you have a long life expectancy, you're going to be very glad that you waited to claim that Social Security because you got a bigger check. Right. And that bigger, and that bigger check, right, gets your cost of living adjustment when they pass those through, too. 
And I just saw a story today, I think it was today, um, that talked about how, how many people, it was a survey and, and it was 10 questions about Social Security and how many people got them all wrong. Oh, you know what? I think I saw that same one, and I, I was really surprised at that. And and guys, one of the big mistakes people are making is that for married couples, okay, when when one of you dies, the survivor is going to live off the bigger check. They are not going to get both checks. Apparently, a lot of people think you still get both checks somehow. I don't know. I don't know the logic behind it. But the point is, you'll only get one check. The survivor gets the bigger check. Okay, and so that's why it's so important. All right. Not just from the individual claiming, but if you're it's different if you're married versus if you're single, in my view, because if you're married, you should I believe you should also be paying attention to the survivor benefit. All right. Because whoever is the highest wage earner throughout their career, you know, it's a cumulative thing that Social Security looks at. Um, and I can help you figure it out, guys. If you if you want to talk about it, I can certainly help you figure these things out. Um, and and but the, but my point I want to make is that the higher wage earner that's the one that is most beneficial to wait to claim because if that person is the first one to go or even you know if they're not either way the survivor is going to get the bigger paycheck and oh, yeah. if you're a higher wage earner that's likely the bigger check that's i mean again those are the kinds of things people just here i just i just pulled this up it talks about uh, this quiz a 10 question quiz 35 percent of near retirees failed the quiz another 18 percent earned a d translate that uh, more than half of Americans age 55 to 65 do not understand the program's basic rules. Yeah. And that comes from and, Mass and, Mutual. I mean, that's a, th th they're legit. Oh, they're, de they're definitely legit. That's a very large financial company. And uh, I, I don't think anybody should have any reason to question what they're finding. Um, you know, the, I don't, I don't remember the survey pool, you know, exactly if they outlined who they asked, you know, who was well, it, who were no, the there were, it was, it was, I think uh, it was like a couple of thousand Americans uh, ages 55 to 65. A couple thousand. Okay. Yeah. Then, so I mean, that's that, pretty big, pretty big sampling. Yeah, I think that's a decent sized sample. So, so I, I would say, what do they usually say? You know, plus or minus two or three percent or something. Uh huh. Um, but the fact is that that's too many people don't understand the basics of the program, and if you don't understand it, then chances are you're not. You know, you could wind up on the short end of the stick. Let me say it that way. <laughs> yeah, well, um, which is why we turn to you, Kevin, because you can help us with the right claiming strategy to help us maximize that Social Security benefit that we worked so hard for. That's exactly right. That is, that is one of the many things that we can help you with, guys. And, and, and that's one key. It's one part of the puzzle. And like, like we started off talking about the proverbial, you know, plate spinning on the Ed Sullivan show. Mm hmm. One of those plates I'm going to say is, is when to figure out your social security, when to claim your social security. Yeah. All right. But then you've got the other parts, right? You've got other sources of income, hopefully that are coming in in retirement. Um, and you've got other investments that are hopefully growing for you in retirement. And, and, and these are the different pieces we're going to look at uh, and put them all together and figure out the best strategies, both from a growth standpoint and a ca obviously from a cash flow need, what do you need on a cash flow? What do you need every month, you know, cash flow wise to pay your bills, do what you want to do, but also from a taxation standpoint. And that's something a lot of, you know, a lot of people pay far more in taxes, I think, than they have to because of where they tap that income, where they take it and when they take it. And, and so these, these are all things that any, any good advisor can help you with. I'm certainly happy to help, help, help you with these things. 
Um, it's a very important part and it can make the big difference, you know, on how long that money is going to last you. Of course, folks, if you want to reach out to Kevin, it's 800-975-6717, 800-975-6717. You can text him as well. The Just text the word silver to 21000, text silver to 21000. And again, boy, these are all great things that, that just make sense to have that initial conversation with you so that you can give folks an idea of where they are, maybe how they're going to get to where they want to be. No, no question about it. And you know what, guys, the, the phone call is free and, and there's no charge for it and there's no obligation either. You know what? Initially, what I like to do, we start out, let's just start off with a short phone call, 10 or 15 minutes. I can answer your, your, your initial questions. We can talk a little bit and then you can see if it's something you'd like to go to the next step. And, you know, whether that's a face to face or another phone call. Either one is fine. You know what? I go at your pace, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm looking for long-term relationships and I want people to feel comfortable working with me. And, uh, and, and I'm glad to say the majority of my clients have been with me for years and years and years. And, and, I, and I think the, the go slow, uh, that's what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the smartest thing to call it, but I call it a go slow policy because I don't want to rush anybody. I want to make sure you're comfortable because I'm looking at a long-term relationship and I want to make sure we're both comfortable. And, and, and I don't, I don't go with, I don't, uh, work with everybody that necessarily wants to, um, you know, but I'm sure we can figure that out after we talk a little bit on the phone. Of course. Well, and again, I mean, you got to look at retirement, certainly retirement planning as a long-term proposition. And once you get into, as you said, the, that, that red zone, that becomes critical where, you, where you've, you've yes. got to really start to see, okay, this is what I've done up till now. Okay, how am I going to get to the rest of the way? And that's where you come in because you're part of that distribution preservation side of things. That, no question about it. No question. And, and, and it is a different, uh, it's a different approach. It's a different, uh, there's many things that are different actually when you go from accumulation to distribution. And, and most of us, you know, when we're, when you're working in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. And, and, you know, I could safely say those are your accumulation focused years, right? Mm -hmm, sure. um, you want to try to get as much growth as you can, and you're not looking to take anything out and you'd be penalized in most cases if you take it out too soon. So, so most of us are just focused on growing it as well as we can. Uh, different people have different risk tolerance, of course, but the idea is all growth and capital appreciation. Well, when you get into your 50s and 60s, you want to be looking at some stability for some piece uh, in my view, of your portfolio. In other words, you don't want all of it to be at risk. Um, I think by the time you get to your mid-50s, it's a good idea to take a look and see if maybe you should shift something into some sort of a guaranteed product, maybe something that'll pay you income. Now, that, that could be dividend stocks, or it could be an annuity. It could be any number of things. But that's what we want to take a look at is where are you going to get the income? Where exactly is it going to come from? And how much are you going to get? All right, because we got to make sure that you've got all the money you need, right? And, and I don't want anybody worrying as you're getting ready to go on that fishing trip. I don't want you worrying about how you're going to pay for it. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717, or just text SILVER to 21000. 
Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717, or text SILVER to 21000. That's SILVER to 21000. Do it today. it's really important that we have the guaranteed sources of income in my view to cover all the basics. And if you've got pensions and social security, then, then you're in a great, you're in a great position. I've got some clients that have almost six figures coming in just between their pensions and social security. That's fantastic. Isn't that awesome? I mean, I think that's, I think that's fantastic. You know, and then, and then, so when they take money, you know, they have brokerage investments and they have other investments. And so when they take money out, it's completely their choice. It's all discretionary, right? It's, It's not, it's not money they have to have to live. It's money that they want to buy a new car or to take an extra vacation or something like that. What a, what a, what a great way to, to, to live in, in, in retirement. And, and, you know, you got to save to get there. You got to work to get there. It doesn't happen by accident, but it also no. can be so much more enhanced when you work with an advisor like you, you're a fiduciary, you're independent, you've got a lot of experience. You've got the vision to help us really attain that goal. And and you know what, guys? Any we, I've t- I've talked before about, and I and I appreciate that, Steve. And um, we've talked before about the value of an advisor. You know, some people question, you know, is is it worth it? Is it worth, you know, because usually, let's say there's a one percent fee on assets. Well, is it worth it? Um, you know what? Well, we just finished the first quarter, and and first, I'm on account. I I uh, the the business that I do on the brokerage side, uh, where I manage pe- portfolios for clients, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, exchange traded funds, all these things. Um, those are built on a quarterly basis on a calendar year. So we just ended the first quarter. And so, uh, these are when the, you know, the invoices go out. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so what I look back at, I say, and, and looking and, and earlier, you know, but looking back on how we did in 2020, um, and, I, and I look at how much, you know, and also this is tax time. Okay. Sure. So people are talking about the taxes and, and so I'll get phone calls or inquiries and Hey, you know, Kev, how much, how much did I pay you last year? And, uh, you know, cause, cause they want their accountant to know about it. Right. Yeah. And, and so looking at back, what I like to do is I like to look back at how much the client paid me in management fees and how much money they made right in their accounts. So how much capital appreciation, how much growth of your portfolio, how much you receive in dividends, interest payments, things like that. And, and I am, I'm, I'm happy to say that a lot of my clients are in the 10 times range. So they've made 10 times what I've made in terms of my fees. Now, I don't know if everybody thinks that's a good deal or not, but personally, um, that sounds really good to me. And I mean, I mean, that's (laughs) that's the proverbial where the rubber hits the road in terms of value. Yeah, you know. So to give you guys an idea, so one of my clients paid me a little over ten thousand last year. Okay. Okay. He's got a good sized portfolio. Paid me a little over ten thousand dollars, and his profit was just over a hundred thousand. Wow. All right. Wow. And now, you know, so maybe a guy will say, "Hey, he could have done that on his own." Um, maybe he could have, but you know what? Maybe he could have lost that money too. There's a lot of ways in the last year you could have lost money, right? <laughs> I think we've seen them. <laughs> All right. You guys remember last spring, right? Yes, I do. And, 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 and one, one other point in that story. So, so any, a good advisor guys is going to help you 
not only make money with your portfolio, but they're going to help you figure out the ways that you can generate the income you need in retirement. They're going to help you answer questions about other things. Like, for instance, um, for instance, something I want to mention, talking about mistakes that people make in retirement, um, you know, and, 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 and Social Security. Um, and, and for the life of me, I'm screaming. There's a part of me that I, I have to admit, if you like that Social Security check or if you like the ability that you've got with your Medicare, thank a liberal. Thank one of those liberal Democrats that get bashed all the time by the Republicans because they're the reason why you've got those. Just so you know. Right. And you can look it up. Feel free to look it up. Okay. Right. Social, Secu- Social Security was passed by liberal Democrats in the 30s at the objection of Republicans, just like everything they object to now. Uh, it was passed in the 30s and signed by FDR, put in a law by FDR, Democrat. And your Medicare program was pushed by liberal, liberal Democrats in the 60s, and it was signed by Lyndon Johnson, a Democrat, okay, at the objection of a lot of Republicans. All right. So uh, for all the liberal bashing, just remember, all right, sometimes they do good things, guys. So well, anyway, no, I, I think on, that is lost on, on some people at, at some point. And, but again, I mean, I think that, that for the most part, I mean, you know, Social Security is an amazing program. Medicare, I mean, I, I have heard very few people complain about Medicare. I mean, there are frustrating things, of course, there, will with, there sure. is with everything. But for the most right. part, it's a pretty, pretty solid program. Oh, I think it's a fantastic program. I wish I could. I, I, to be honest, I'm hoping they. I hope I'm uh, hoping they lower the age for eligibility to Medicare, which right now is 65. Um, I'm 56. You know, I would I would love to be eligible for it because I would pay a lot less. Okay, I'd oh, pay a sure. lot less. Sure. All right, than than I'm paying now. And and for the record, if the actuaries would love it, if if younger people were allowed to sign up for Medicare, that means overall you're getting a healthier population to become part of that pool, right? Right. That should be that should be advantageous for for the Medicare program because you're bringing in a younger, healthier group of people, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. And and so so nonetheless, but but guys, Medicare is a fan it I think it's a fantastic program. All right. You can you can once you get your Medicare uh you know once you get signed up with Medicare and I want and the reason I'm talking about this is because you have to do it in your mid 60s unless you're still working for an employer that provides your health care plan, okay? If that's the case, then, then we need to talk because that's a separate issue. But if you're like most people that are, that are retired when, and then you sign up for Medicare, I recommend signing up three months before your 61st, I'm sorry, your 65th birthday to give them time to process everything so that you start, you know, you're, so that you're uh, part of the program when you turn 65. But what's important is that you don't, if, is that you don't miss it because you're initially, initially when you're 65 and you sign up for Medicare, there's no underwriting. So, so you don't have to provide health records. You don't have to provide medical records. So, if you've got any major healthcare situ, any, any major healthcare, you know, issues, it is really important that you sign up because if you wait and you miss it, you're gonna have to go through underwriting, and that can change the story tremendously. All right, and that, that also is my point that a lot of people when they originally sign up don't just focus on the price of the plan. All right, you want to take a look and see. You, a lot of a lot of companies will give you their uh, their rate history. So you can see, it's like, okay, how much do you guys typically raise rates every year? How much did you price this thing five years ago, let's say? And you can see that um, because what I'm getting at is that once you're on Medicare, if you develop a serious health condition and then you get a big premium increase and then you try later on to switch to a different carrier, you're going to have to go through medical underwriting in all likelihood. And that could and, and that could be very, very difficult to find somebody else or to find a better deal. So... So it's important that you don't just look at the price. Look, look, look over time 
because the medical, the, the lack of medical underwriting when you initially sign up is a huge gift to everybody because it, because they can't, they, you know, they can't, they can't deny you because of a health condition. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, you've pointed out something that I've never thought about before, and that that's really important. I mean, what you just said was really important to be able to, because there's so many other choices with the, you know, I mean, there's medical, you know, there's part A, part B, and then once you get into the, the to the other pieces of that puzzle, you know, we just get inundated with a lot of uh, marketing, and rea- in reality, oh, yeah. we need to look a little deeper, don't we? I think I think you do, and th- and there's no question that there's, yeah, there's there's entire there's all sorts of companies that their entire focus is on marketing to people when they're 64, basically, mm-hmm. um, because we all know that you know, well, anybody in this industry, or the, you know, a lot of us know that you you sign up at 65, so it obviously tells you 64 and a half is when most people start getting inundated with with all sorts of marketing things. Yeah. Um and 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 you notice all the commercials that come up on TV every year when they have the annual enrollment period. It's a, per- a period of time you can change plans. Uh and and they start, you know, hammering the airwaves with all the commercials. Um but it's the reason I bring it up is cuz I, I know a lot of people haven't thought about it and and initially, you know, a lot of us are, are are just wired to look for the best deal. So, you know, the way that Medicare works, once you sign up for A and B, which is your hospital's A and B is your outpatient or doctor visits, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does not cover everything, guys. It only cover you know, there's roughly 20% you're going to be on the hook for. Um, and that's where people have to decide between, you know, you probably want to get either an Advantage plan or you want to get a Medicare supplement. Um, the majority go with a supplement. And that's, and that's really, I think, because they're more flexible in that. Um, you can travel. Let's say you like to travel. Let's say you're a snow, we call them snowbirds out here, right? Yeah. They've got some, so people have a home in, I don't know, Montana and, and they, they stay there for the summer and they come here for the winter. If you've got a Medicare Advantage plan, that's probably not going to work because those have a local network. All right. So it'll be like a local network within, uh, I don't know, let's say a 20 mile radius of 30 mile radius of where you live, something like that. Yeah. Um, so the Medicare Advantage plans are usually cheaper. Uh, they usually actually include um, vision and dental, which your other plans don't. So those are some of the reasons people like it. Uh, some of the reasons they don't like it is because it's a much more limited network with a Medicare Advantage plan. Um, so then just one other point I'll make on, on the Medicare, when you guys are looking at the supplements, you see all these letters, you know, you, you see the letter G and the letter N and you're saying, what the heck? Um, just the big thing you want to know about those is that every company that offers one of those plans, when they have the same letter, They've all got to give you the same thing. So you get the same benefits with all of them. It doesn't oh, matter. Company, okay. okay. Company A, company B, company C, all the plan N and all the, or, or the, let's say it's a plan G, which is a really popular one. They all have to give you the same thing. All right. Where they're going to differ is in their price. And, 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 uh, and so, so that's, that's the, the highlights of those. Let me say, uh, I, there's a lot more research and diligence has to go into it. This is not, you know, all encompassing. But I just want to mention those few things because a lot of people don't realize uh, some of those. And again, those the supplement and the advantage; those are, I mean, again, that's just that's just part of the overall Medicare plan, and you got to be aware of that. And obviously, you are someone that could help us sort of wade through all of that. I mean, are you willing to do that? It's yes, as, as I, I am, as a matter of fact. And I've uh, I, let me let me say this: I'm I'm, I'm uh, I try to study and I try to stay on top of all things financial, including Medicare. Uh, I've actually never sold a Medicare supplement plan. I'm licensed to, um, you know, so I'd be happy to help you go through and narrow it down and, um, and put it together. The big thing I want to do is I want to help you make a good decision. 
All right. It doesn't matter if it's with it, whether you purchase it through me or not. That's, uh, that's not my concern. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. I, I know I've, I've worked my career by knowing that if, if I do a good job, I'm going to attract clients. That's really been my philosophy my entire career. Yeah. Well, it and, seems and, to work. <laughs> well, it's, it's worked for 31 years. So, so far, so good. Yeah. So, um, you know that I'm, I'm happy to answer any questions and have a conversation with somebody. I'm not going to send you a bill for it, um, you, you know. And uh, so I, I try to I try to be as I guess user friendly as I can, you know. Right. Um, well, you know, I so guess you, what it, I what I like to what it seems to me is is you want to give us choices. You want to you want to lay things out and say, hey, here's here's some options for you that maybe you didn't think about. That's it. it yes, you you you, you that you said it very well, and and I'm I'm a you know I'm a firm believer that when you have more information, you can make a better decision, and 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 part of that information is being aware of the different you know the different choices that you have, you know, and and so I don't like it. I never like it. You know, there's a lot of guys in this industry, a lot of people, I should say, not to be gender specific. Um, there's a lot of people in this industry. They've got one or two products they recommend to everybody, everybody. And, and they can always justify it, but I always have to walk back and I say, how in the world is it possible that just those one or two things are the best, not just appropriate, but how they're the best for everybody? And, and, and so I think that's something to be, a, be on the lookout. You know, when you, when you guys are talking about, if you sit down with somebody and you ask them about, let's say you ask them about annuities because you'd like to look at ways to generate income. Okay. If, all right. You want to ask them how many companies they represent. And how many companies in the, in the business, we say, how many companies are you appointed with? Because there's a contract that I have to sign that's between myself and the carrier, you know, that's issuing that, that product. And so I have to sign a contract. It's a legal contract that I'm a representative. I can represent their products. And personally, I've got contracts with dozens and dozens of companies. And I do that so that I have access to whatever is the best product out there, I want to be able to suggest it to everybody. Sure. And 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 so so that's how I operate. And 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 I think that it also gives you choices. And so you should know. I think it's pertinent, you know, pertinent that you know. Hey, is my advisor only? Do they only have two or three products on their shelf, or do they have twenty or thirty or forty? Because guys, there's a lot of variations of pretty much everything. Just like there's a bunch of different types of automobiles out there. There's a lot of different types of annuities. There's a lot of different terms. There's a lot of different fee structures uh, with financial products overall. Um, so it's important to look around and make sure that you're working with somebody that has access to all of the best products that are on the market. Well, and, and I've said this before, but you know, you're not out there selling products. That's not your goal. Your goal is to offer people a solution for retirement. That's that. That's exactly that's exactly what I do. And 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 if and if you don't have the need, then I'm not going to suggest it to you. All right. The reason, you know, there are two reasons why, you know, I mentioned annuities a few times on the shows. Yeah. And there are two reasons why. The first reason is when I have a conservative investor that says, I don't want to lose money. Okay. If you're a conservative investor looking for five or six or 7% returns, then an annuity, an indexed annuity might be a perfect fit for you. I say might be because they're not always going to be for anybody, but their historical returns, I can show you the top 25 from last year. They all had returns higher than 7% for last year, 2020, which was a good year in the market. They made money because the indexes went higher. The nice thing about them is if the index goes lower, they don't lose any money. And so the reason why people do it is for capital preservation and safety with growth potential. That's one reason. The second reason for an annuity is because you want a lifetime income. In other words, with the first choice, you don't have to take income. They're not only for income. Income is a choice. 
Okay. You, I have a lot of clients, a majority of my clients, in fact, they own annuities because of the safety and the guarantees. They don't need the income. They don't want the income. They don't want to lose money and these provide nice conservative growth to them. Okay. So, so don't, you don't want to, you want to be just aware that those are the possibilities for those things. We can use them to generate income. I like them because they're contractually guaranteeing income for life. So even if the policy, let's say you start getting income at 70 and now you're 92 and the policy goes to zero, you guess what? It's going to keep on paying you forever. All right. It is the only account out there, guys, that keeps on paying you after the balance goes to zero. Like the sound of that. You know what? I, I so, so my point, my point is to just be aware, be aware of it, you know, and and so look at the positives. And this is with anything, right? It could be a managed account. All right. It could be any type of brokerage account, could be you know, bank CDs, whatever you're looking at. We want to compare them. We want to make sure it's a good fit for you and that and that and it's going to do what you expect it to do. Right. Right. And so that's that's the benefit of an advisor is that they can help you. You know, one of the ways they can help you is by distilling down all all the information that's out there, synthesize it. And, and help you come up with the best, you know, the best solution. Yeah, great. I mean, again, that's that's really what you do in a nutshell. And 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 you've been doing it for more than 30 years. So, folks, take advantage of it. He's a phone call away. It's 800-975-6717, 800-975-6717. Or you can call him at, uh, or, yeah, you can call him there. But you can also text him. That's what I'm trying to say. Text <laughs> yeah, Silver right. to 21000. That's Silver to 21000. Well, Kevin, this has been a great show. Oh, I, I mean, you've opened my eyes to a couple of things I've never thought about before. And, and you know, I, I talk about this every day, all day. <laughs> well, so you know, good for hey, you, I, man. That's great. I think, uh, that's, that's wonderful. I always like hearing that, Steve. And, uh, and guys, if you heard anything that, that, may, that, you know, was of any interest to you, if you'd like to have a little conversation, just reach out. Feel free to call me. You can call anytime. Leave a message if I'm not here right away, and I'll be happy to call you back. Sure. Um, and I'm happy to give you some more information. But the big thing is to is to keep a look at where you are in life, how old you are, because you don't want to miss these milestones. Like if you're 64 and a half, you want to make sure you got a plan for, you know, getting started on Medicare, like we were just talking about. Sure. And I'll tell you what, I'll give everybody a bonus. Uh, I'll put a link to uh, the uh, to a YouTube clip of the, of the guy on the Ed Sullivan show spinning the plates. It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> there, we there we go. We always like a good visual. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, Kevin, as always, this is just one of my favorite hours of the week, and, and it's only been less, it's not even been an hour. Uh, but again, it's one of my favorite times to just sit here and talk and, and listen to what you have to say. It's it's all important. Hey, it's, you know what? It's one of my favorite times, too, believe me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always good being here, Steve. And, uh, guys, I appreciate all of you listening. provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment, security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions.